بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful I testify that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger we continue the explanation of Al-Wasiyyat Al-Sura the concise admonition by Shaykh Al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah Rahimahullah and uh, In part number 17, Shaykh al-Islam rahimahullah begins to answer the question raised to him by one person whom we named in the beginning. And he said, وَأَمَّا مَا سَأَلْتَ عَنْهُ مِنْ أَفْضَلِ الْأَعْمَالِ بَعْضَ الْفَرَائِدِ As to the question which you raised concerning what constitutes the best of deeds next to the uh, the fard or fara'id, the obligatory actions, then he, rahimahullah, answered this question by saying that this differs with the ability of people and what fits them at certain times and certain circumstances. And therefore, there can be no uh, general answer, a comprehensive general answer and detailed for each person. Then he added, <coughs> and this is part 18, لكن مما هو كالإجماع بين العلماء بالله وأمره أن ملازمة ذكر الله دائما هو أفضل ما شغل العبد به نفسه في الجملة. That it is <coughs> like the إجماع, the consensus amongst the scholars the knowledgeable of Allah and those knowledgeable concerning His commands that the continuous remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the unceasing remembrance of Allah and mentioning of His name is the best thing that a person can busy himself with and this is in general And this is like he said, ijma' consensus amongst the scholars, those who know of Allah. What is the meaning of ijma'? The meaning of ijma' or consensus is the agreement amongst the mujtahids of the ummah of Muhammad <coughs> the scholars who reached the level of ijtihad, their agreement after his death and in any time concerning a certain matter. This is the meaning of consensus. And in his saying, بَيْنَ الْعُلَمَاءِ بِاللَّهِ بَيْنَ الْعُلَمَاءِ بِاللَّهِ Agreement or consensus amongst the scholars who know of Allah and know of His command. الْعُلَمَاءُ بِاللَّهِ Those knowledgeable scholars of Allah, those are the ones who know the greatness and magnificence of Allah and befits him and what befits him and those who know of his command meaning the scholars who know the commands of Allah and his prohibitions either in the book or in the authentic sunnah on the tongue of his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa so these 
<coughs> these are the scholars, the knowledgeable of Allah and the knowledgeable in His command or about His command. Then He said, the unceasing remembrance of Allah is the best thing for the person to busy himself with. Overall, having abundant remembrance of Allah, mentioning Allah Azza wa Jal much. And why did he say fil jumla overall? Why did he say fil jumla overall? Because there may be certain circumstances whereby certain deeds can excel others. And this may also differ not only in terms of circumstances, but it also differs amongst people. And we have spoke about this in part number 17. Then he said, then he added, وَعَلَى ذَلِكَ And upon this, <coughs> meaning upon this uh, statement that he made, that overall the best thing to busy oneself with is the remembrance of Allah. And he said, upon this, دَلَّ hadith. The evidence is in the hadith of Abi Hurairah, which is narrated in Muslim, <coughs> in Sahih Muslim, when the Prophet, where the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam said, سَبَقَ الْمُفَرِّدُونَ قَالُوا يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ وَمَنِ الْمُفَرِّدُونَ قَالَ الذَّاكِرُونَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا وَالذَّاكِرَةً الذَّاكِرُونَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا وَالذَّاكِرَةً the Prophet والسلام, said in this hadith that the Mufarridun have taken a lead over the rest. Then the companions asked the Prophet والسلام, O Messenger of Allah, who are Al-Mufarridun? He وسلم, answered those who remember Allah much unceasingly. Those who Remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala much Al-Mufarridun And The Prophet gave their description As those who hasten And lead others And have taken lead Because of their remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala This is an evidence which Shaykh al-Islam rahimahullah cited and of course there are many many repleted, repleted <coughs> evidences as in the Quran and or in the authentic Sunnah قال الله تعالى in Surah Al-Baqarah in chapter 152 in chapter 2 verse 152 <coughs> and therefore remember me I will remember you and be grateful to me and reject and reject not faith. وقال تعالى في سورة الأحزاب in chapter 33 verse 41 Remember Allah with much remembrance and also in Surah Al-Ahzab, the same Surah 33, verse 35, قال الله تعالى 
والذاكرين الله والذاكرين الله كثيرا والذاكرات أعد الله لهم مغفرة وأجرا عظيما and for men and women who engage much in Allah's remembrance for them has Allah prepared forgiveness and great reward and the Prophet ﷺ said and the Prophet ﷺ said the comparison of the one who remembers Allah and the one who does not remember Allah is like that of the living and the dead is that of the living and the dead the comparison of the one who remembers Allah and the one who does not is like that of the living and the dead and he sallallahu alayhi wa and this is the hadith which Shaykh al-Islam now also cited in the hadith reported by Abu Dawood from Abu Darda may Allah be pleased with him from the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam he said should I not inform you of the best of deeds and the most sanctifying of deeds before your Lord which does more to raise your positions with him and are better for you than the disbursement of gold and money or better with the enemy they the companions may Allah be pleased with them said indeed inform us he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then said dhikrullah remembrance of Allah and this hadith is reported by Ibn Dawood it's reported rather by by, by At-Tirmidhi and Ibn Majah and in Sahih Ibn Majah and also in Sahih Al-Tirmidhi. Shaykh Al-Islam said it's reported by Abu Dawood, but in fact, there is, it's not present uh, in Abu Dawood, but the hadith is present in Al-Tirmidhi and Ibn Majah, and in Sahih Ibn Majah and Sahih Al-Tirmidhi. So, in the copies of Abu Dawood, which we have with us, the hadith is not found, but it is found again in Al-Tirmidhi and Ibn Majah, and uh, in Sahih Ibn Majah, of course, and in Sahih Tirmidhi by Shaykh al-Albani rahimahullah. Also the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says indeed I am as my servant presumes me to be and I am with him when he remembers me so if he remembers me to himself I remember him to myself and if he remembers me amongst a company I remember him amongst a company greater than it and if he draws near to me the span of a hand, I draw near to him the span of an arm. And if he draws near to me the span of an arm, I draw near to him the span of two outstretched arms. And if he takes a step towards me, I hastily step forward or towards him. And this is in Bukhari and Muslim. And on the authority of Abdullah ibn Musr, عنه, a man said to the Prophet O Messenger of Allah The rights of Islam are much for me So tell me of something That I might hold fast to He said Let not your tongue Cease from the remembrance of Allah Let not your tongue Cease from the remembrance of Allah And the 
ayat and the hadith are replete. In the hadith which the Prophet said, Whoever takes a seat and fails to remember Allah has incurred upon himself a loss from Allah. And whoever lies down, relaxes, and fails to remember Allah has incurred upon himself a loss from Allah. And this is reported by Abu Dawood and others, and it is authenticated by Sheikh Al-Albani, Rahimahullah. And he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, also said, Whenever a people sit in a gathering, in which they fail to remember Allah, and send prayers upon the Prophet, alayhi salatu they incur a loss upon themselves. And if Allah willed, He would punish them, and if He willed, He would forgive them. And this is reported by Tirmidhi, and Sheikh Al-Thani considered it Sahih, as in Sahih Al-Tirmidhi. Similarly, he وسلم, said, Whenever a people rise from a gathering in which they fail to remember Allah, they rise as if they had arisen from the corpse of an ass, and incurring upon themselves grief. And this is in Abi Dawood and Ahmed, and Sheikh Al-Albani authenticated it as in Sahih Al-Jama'ah. And he, Shaykh al-Islam, rahimahullah, added, وَالدَّلَائِرُ الْقُرْآنِيَّ وَالْإِيمَانِيَّ بَصَرًا وَخَبَرًا وَنَظَرًا عَلَى ذَلِكَ كَثِيرًا And the evidence is from the Qur'an, and, and al-dala'ir al-imaniyyah, uh, referring to uh, the evidences concerning the merits of dhikr, and its circumstances and stations, and the like, and what is witnessed the, on its merits, and what we hear of its news and the people of dhikr and remembrance and what is comprehended about it are replete. From the benefits of dhikr, the authors or the scholars of Islam authored many treaties and mentioned this in many of their books concerning the benefits of dhikr and perhaps the best is what is found in Imam Ibn al-Qayyim's collections particularly in his book Al-Wabil al-Sayyib Al-Wabil al-Sayyib <coughs> where he mentioned many benefits concerning the dhikr and from that in summary that it first wards off the shaitan the dhikr of Allah the remembrance of Allah wards off shaitan and secondly it pleases ar-Rahman yurdi ar-Rahman It pleases Ar-Rahman, the most merciful, and it brings comfort and happiness, and takes away anxiety and worry. And it lightens the face. And it's a cause for sustenance 
and it inherits or it inherits the love of Allah to the slave. And it inherits the slave's love of Allah. And as in the hadith which we heard earlier, it leads as Allah as in the hadith which the Prophet said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, If he remembers me to himself, I remember him to myself. So Allah remembers those who remember him. And it revives the heart and it takes away any alienation between the slave and his lord and it removes sins and benefits the person at times of hardships and difficulties and it's a cause that brings tranquility and surrounding of the angels the angels surround those who remember Allah and it keeps the person away from ghibah, backbiting and evil and bad talk And it secures the believer from grief on the day of resurrection. And together, remembrance of Allah while weeping from fear of Him is a cause for shading the believer under the shade of the arsh or under the shade of Allah's arsh when there is no shade except his except there is no shade except the arsh's shade as a correction and the remembrance al-dhikru amanun min nisyanillah it's a security it's a security that saves the person from forgetting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and being negligent about him it's also security against hypocrisy protects the person from hypocrisy and it's the easiest of worships yet the reward is so great the remembrance is the plant in paradise the planting in paradise take for example the hadith of the Prophet والسلام, the hadith of Jabir man qala subhanallahi wa bihamdi غُرِسَتْ لَهُ نَخْلَةٌ فِي الْجَنَّةِ In the hadith related by Jabir that the Prophet ﷺ said Subhanallah Allah is free of all, 
of all imperfection. Whoever says Subhanallah wa bihamdi and all praise belongs to him, ورثت له نخلة في الجنة a date tree is planted for him in paradise. And in the hadith of Ibn Mas'ud, may Allah be pleased with him. Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Laqeetu Ibrahim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Laylata usriya bi Faqala ya Muhammad Aqri' ummataka minni salam Wa akhbirhum anna aljannata tayyibatu turba Azbatul ma Wa annaha qiyan وأن غراسها سبحان الله والحمد لله ولا إله إلا الله والله أكبر. and the hadith reported by Tirmidhi and he said it is a good hadith. Abdullah bin Mas'ud related that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said on the night of my ascension when I met Prophet Ibrahim صلى الله عليه وسلم he told me he told me oh Muhammad Please convey my salam to your people, to your ummah, and tell them that paradise is a place of fine soil and sweet water and a vast and spacious place, and that its blooming plants are Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, all praises due to Allah. La ilaha illallah There is no true God worthy of worship except Allah And Allahu Akbar Allah is greater And this is reported by Tirmidhi And he said hadith on Hassan Is a good hadith It suffices the heart And fulfills its need Takes away its worry And grief and protects from the shayateen of jinn and mankind and it draws the person from the hereafter and distance him from this life and the dhikr as Imam Ibn al-Qayyim mentioned gives strength to the person strengthens the person gives him power and he said, وَقَدْ شَاهَدْتُ مِنْ قُوَّةِ شَيْخِ الْإِسْلَامِ His Shaykh. وَقَدْ شَاهَدْتُ مِنْ قُوَّةِ شَيْخِ الْإِسْلَامِ ابن تَيْمِيَّةِ In his ways, I have seen in Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah's ways and his speech and in carrying things and executing things, amazing, amazing things I had seen. He used to write in one day that which a normal person would do in one day.